Welcome to the Fem Genius Podcast, where we unlock the secrets of intuition, self-discovery, and spiritual wisdom. I'm your host, Liz Zamorski, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my special guests as we delve into tarot readings, exploring our intuitive language, and sharing practical tips and tricks for connecting with your inner guidance. Tune in for an empowering journey into the world of intuition and self-awareness. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fem Genius Podcast. My name is Liz, I am the Fem Genius, and I'm so excited for today's episode because this is the first episode being recorded at the City Library in Gothenburg at their workshop in their podcasting room. So yay, thank you so much to the City of Gothenburg for hosting this really amazing room for free for library card holders. But without further delay, today we are going to be talking about a subject that I don't feel like I talk about enough, but that I use every single day, and that is energetic hygiene. And so we're going to be talking about my history with energetic hygiene, what it is, how to use it daily, how to use it periodically, and ways that it can really help if you're working with energy or just in your daily life. So what is energetic hygiene? This is actually cleaning and being aware of how your energy is being used, the energy that you're taking in, the energy that you're emitting. And this is so important because especially if you're meeting a lot of people every day or you're interacting with other people, you don't realize that you're picking up other people's stuff. You don't realize that you're perhaps affecting your own energy just being in an energetic environment with other people. I also think that this is really important to talk about in terms of consumerism and buying things or bringing things into your home or your living space or your office or wherever it is that you spend a lot of your time. So much of the time we're buying things or we're collecting things or we're receiving gifts and we don't even think about like what energy could be attached to that item or what energy could be around a certain thing, how many people have touched it, what kind of day they were having when they interacted with your item. I think of this a lot with heirloom items as well where we have a lot in our house, especially right now around the holidays, we have our Christmas tree already up. And we have ornaments that I made back in the early 80s. We have family heirloom ornaments. We have ornaments that we acquired all around the world. And you just don't think about, okay, there are memories attached to this. There's other energy. These are old items. And so it can just be helpful to kind of take stock every once in a while of what you have in your environment and what energy it can be holding or what energy is attached to it. So when we talk about energetic hygiene, it's just like physical hygiene or personal hygiene. You just want to be aware of what is in your environment, what energy it might be holding, and just cleaning it. One of the easiest ways to clean the energy of your environment is to physically clean your environment. You know, they say that a lot of times um, witches were associated with brooms originally because they were constantly dusting their houses and sweeping their hearth regularly to clear out the energy. And so these were the people who were, you know, having dust going out the front door and keeping a broom next to the front door just to make sure that they were moving the energy, that they were removing anything that was stuck from their homes. And so very simply in your environment, it can be really helpful to, you know, use a dust rag every day or to do a quick vacuum or to do a quick sweep I always say that energy likes to hide in corners, and so making sure that you are cleaning out the dust bunnies and just kind of 
keeping your space clean, but also intentionally thinking about it as, okay, I'm moving this energy out. So that way you're not just having stagnancy. Another way that you can clean out your environment every day is by making sure that you don't have dirty laundry on the floor. I heard once from another spiritual person that dirty laundry holds the energy of another day. And so if you sleep with your dirty laundry next to your bed, or if you don't put it regularly into the washing machine, or if you don't regularly put it into a hamper, then you're just carrying around this old stagnant energy or you're allowing it to collect in different parts of your room. I always think with my child's room too, like her stuffed animals, because they're so loved and they're so handled that that's a place too, where I just kind of pick them up and, you know, beat the dust out of them. (laughs) I don't know a better way to say it, but, you know, kind of pushing them together in the air as though you're like cleaning out a rug And just with the intention of I'm cleaning out old energy from these toys or from these stuffed animals, it just helps me feel better about the environment. Now with ourselves as well, it's so important to be not only doing that energetic hygiene after we've encountered people, but also setting some protection for ourselves on a daily basis. So when I'm leaving the house, I'm generally imagining that I have like a pink bubble around me, or sometimes I'll use gold or really bright white light. And I'll imagine that I have basically that light starting from the center of my torso, like as if it's sitting in my stomach, and then imagining that it's kind of filling my body and then moving out into my auric field or my energetic field. And then it just stays there, that that light allows anything in that's for my highest and greatest good And it just keeps out anything that's here to kind of mess with my vibration. Another thing that I teach people to do is to imagine that you have like a bottle of pink shampoo. You can do any color you want. Pink just seems to be a very high vibrational color to me. So I'll imagine that I have um, a bottle of pink shampoo over my head and that I'm squeezing it and that it's just flowing all over me. It's kind of like that pink ooze from Ghostbusters 2. But just anything that's thick, that's translucent, that can kind of provide a barrier between me and the outside world. I do want to be in the world. I do want to be interacting with the world. But I also don't want to be collecting other people's stuff. And I think of it like, you know, that you're just kind of going out into the world. And especially if you have a very open aura or a very high vibrational aura, like that kind of energy where people are like, I love talking to you or I love being around you. It. I don't know if you've ever seen this meme online, but this one lady's like, everyone's always like, oh, I love talking to you. I could sit here all day. And then she goes, but please don't because I don't have the boundaries to tell you to stop and I can't keep absorbing your energy. It's something like that. But that's how I feel a lot of the time too. I love being in interactions with people, especially if I'm out, you know, buying a cup of coffee or interacting with somebody in a shop. Just being able to be open to exude an aura of kindness and excitement and happiness and joy, but that can also be very attractive to people who need that. And so I'm happy to be that person in someone's day However, I don't want them to kind of attach to me as well. You can think of it almost like flies to honey, where if you have that very sweet, high vibrational golden aura around you, people are just attracted to you. 
And it doesn't have to have a nefarious meaning, but it's just that, you know, you need to stay aware that you can be very attractive and that other people may need what you have, but they don't necessarily do it intentionally. And so they don't have a boundary intact. So it's really important that you have your boundaries intact. Not that you have to do the work for other people, but just knowing that you have a very attractive aura that other people... (laughs) I'm realizing right now, I'm like, this sounds like I'm talking about like the question, like, well, what was she wearing? It's not about that. I'm not saying that this is your responsibility to prevent other people from being energy vampires to you. However, with people who don't necessarily have the intention or the awareness around how they might be overstepping energetic boundaries, it's just helpful that you have yours intact. So I like to use the shampoo or I like to use my light. And then when I come back in the house or when I return home after a day out, I'm cutting cords. I'm pulling back my light. I'm releasing that shampoo. I find it can be really helpful um, if you take a shower at night that you can imagine that you're showering off, that you're washing off that shampoo with all the energy in it, setting that intention. If you shower in the morning, doing the same can be helpful. But I also want to say that if you don't shower at night and you're doing energetic hygiene and it's helpful for you to have like a physical practice, you can use any part of your nighttime routine. So that can be brushing your teeth. That can be washing your face. I love skincare. Like I will go broke if I'm left alone in a store where there's serums and toners and moisturizers. So I don't go unsupervised or I put my energetic boundaries up. <laughs> but I, when I'm doing my nightly face routine, because I am a morning shower, then I'll just imagine like, okay, I'm washing off any excess energy that does not belong to me. I'm watching it go down the drain and I'm releasing it for my highest and greatest good. And I'm asking Mother Earth to transmute it and then to use that energy for growth or for the highest good of all involved. Just setting those intentions and doing a physical act can be so helpful. I mentioned cutting cords when you come home as well. And this can be super helpful just to visualize something. And if you haven't seen on my Instagram the reel of Henrik, my husband, cutting my cords one night, then you have to see it because he is a voracious ninja cutter. But the way that I cut my cords is I imagine that I have a physical energetic thread or rope. Sometimes it's chains depending on who I've dealt with in a day. Nobody that's listening, don't worry. I will imagine that I'm seeing all of those energetic cords or I'm visualizing all of those energetic cords. And I imagine that they all connect within the core of my being on the front and the back. And so I make my hand and my arm straight like a knife and I just swipe my hand over my body three times and say, cut, cut, cut. I set the intention that I'm cutting all energetic cords for my highest and greatest good and sending the energy back to where it came from. And one of my mentors says this thing that I really like with consciousness attached. So any intention that that person had to attach to me in any way that we're just sending that back to where it came from. It no longer belongs to me. It's not attached to me. And then I imagine the same thing on my back that I kind of try to move my arm behind my back three times, cut, cut, cut. And then I send those cords back. Sometimes I'll ask for the help of Archangel Michael 
with his blue sword of light that he brings his sword in and that he uses his sword of light to help me cut the cords. And then I call in Archangel Raphael, who is associated with healing, among other things. And I ask him to put his green healing light at the end of the cord so that way they're sealed up. They are no longer harmful to me or anyone else. And that just helps me feel good. I'm not saying that this is what you have to do every time, but I for sure am a highly sensitive person. I for sure am very empathetic. I for sure am very much impacted when I'm in crowds of people or when I'm interacting with a lot of people in a day. It exhausts me. I like to think of myself as a very outgoing introvert. I need that time to really bring my energy back in. And when I feel like I've really been exposed to a lot of other people's energy or expectations or wishes or whatever in a day, I just need that extra visualization, that extra energetic or physical movement to help me, you know, move through that energy to to clean it up. I do that on a daily basis. And then periodically, I also like to do a little bit of a deeper clean of my energy. And so usually I'll pull some cards and just ask, you know, is there anything in my boundaries or in my energetic boundaries that needs more attention from me? And then I'll take a look at the cards and see, like, where is it guiding me? Sometimes it tells me, okay, you need to clean up your energy in your business. Like maybe I've been connecting with clients and I haven't been pulling my energy back in after calls. Or it'll say, like, clean up your energy with your family. Like maybe I'm giving too much or allowing other people to put their expectations on me. In those instances, too, like I'll usually do a meditation or I'll do a journaling exercise where I'm really going through and envisioning that like everyone else's energy, everyone else's expectations that I've accumulated over time are being released back into whatever you want to call it, the ether, the universe, the collective unconscious, and that my boundaries are intact. I'm usually using light to help me seal that up. Like I said, calling in the archangels or whatever else feels good for you. If you have a particular guide that feels very helpful for you to use, then I definitely recommend that. I just mentioned something that I want to go back to, which is boundaries in your business. If you are someone who is constantly working with clients or even periodically working with clients, working online, having to take calls, being in meetings, I find that it can be really helpful to set my energetic intentions before going into a meeting, whether it's live or over the internet, where I'm really creating boundaries around my energy. And this goes for not only my spiritual work, but also when I'm doing consulting work or any other type of conversation. I'm really saying like, I am setting my boundaries with golden white healing and expansive light. I'm calling in these guides This is for my highest and greatest good. Anything that is not for my highest and greatest good cannot cross this energetic barrier. And when I say that, like, I'm not saying that it's just going to automatic, that the archangels are going to mute anybody saying anything that's not for my highest and greatest good. Like, I know that there are things that can happen that don't feel like they're necessarily for my highest and greatest good. However, I'm setting the intention that that energy is not going to attach to me, that it's not going to kind of cross my boundaries in a way that's going to be harmful to me or stick with me where it's something that everything's an opportunity for my highest and greatest good. So if there's some healing that needs to be done, if I get triggered by somebody, then I can do that healing, but I'm not going to be carrying around someone else's stuff. 
So that's the difference for me. I like to set those energetic boundaries before I get on the call or go into the meeting. And then I release them afterwards. Like I said, cutting cords or just saying simply, I release this energy that I've picked up during this meeting. I take what resonates. I leave the rest. I send everybody's energy back to them. We are all sovereign. I release, I release, I release. And it's so helpful. I feel like I can really re-enter my day in a different way when I'm not carrying around other people's stuff. Of course, I will have memories of the meeting. There might be some follow-up things that I need to do, but I'm not holding on to someone else's energy, especially when I'm in a meeting or something. When I'm dealing with someone who I can tell just is not sovereign with their energy or they're not intentional with their energy or when I when I'm working with somebody and I can feel that they're perhaps self-sabotaging or that they have deep limiting beliefs or they have limiting beliefs around me and my capabilities that is not something that I need to take on that is not something that I need to absorb into my energy field as a truth I get to pick and choose And so that to me too is energetic hygiene, staying sovereign, checking in with myself. Okay, is this what I'm feeling right now? Is this about me? Is this a growth point for me? Or am I interacting with someone who is carrying around their own unchecked shit and that they need to handle? And so I'm not going to take that on for them. I'm not going to take this on as I, it's like that Taylor Swift song, like I'm the problem, it's me that we don't play that game here. We don't do that here. But instead being able to really show up and be like, okay, I can sense something's going on or I can read someone else's body language that perhaps they don't fully respect me or they don't fully respect themselves, but that's not mine. It's also the opposite. You know, like when I show up to a meeting and everything's going awesome and it's so great, it can be really tempting to really pull in a lot more of that energy And I'm not saying that feeling good is a bad thing. However, it's like what I was talking about before with like that honey and like the flies to honey that when we encounter high vibe and good energy, we can really be like, ooh, I want more of that. Ooh, I'm going to really pull that in. And it's okay to internalize it. It's okay to pull it in. But you also don't know what else is in that person's energy So I'll just say, be discerning, like, yes, internalize good stuff, internalize the things that you want to internalize, but don't inadvertently create attachments to someone else. Like, oh, it feels so good to be in your energy. I want to be in it all the time. Like really questioning your own energetic motives where, yes, it can be great and you can collaborate, but where you're not kind of creating a loop that someone else is responsible for. So it can also be helpful It can also be helpful to start being aware of where you're accumulating a lot of energy. I think about, you know, if you're in school or if you're in some type of learning environment or if you're in a work environment or if you're part of a family and you're sharing a living space with people, you're probably accumulating a lot of energy unchecked in those places because it's just par for the course where you're interacting with your family all the time It makes sense that you would be taking on their energy. But even so, it's not just about like, okay, I'm going to set my boundaries when I leave the house and then cut my cords when I get home. It can also be like, I need to make sure that I'm not taking on everyone else's energy in this house as well. And of course, if you're a parent or if you live with a family member, 
it can be difficult not to take on other people's energy. And so in that sense, just being aware, like, oh, I realize that I internalize a lot of my child's energy. And so maybe when they go to bed at night, just cutting some cords with that, where of course you're still going to have an innate connection with them, but where you're allowing today to be today and tomorrow to be tomorrow, having those boundaries intact, having those time boundaries intact. Also, you know, just allowing yourself to feel into, okay, is this mine? Is this theirs? Do we need to have a conversation? Am I feeling uncomfortable? What's going on? So just being aware of how you accumulate energy can be super helpful. I used to work in this big software company and it was an open plan office where you had like 70 people. There weren't even cubicles. There were these kind of little sound walls that were able to be moved um, in between some of the pods of desks. But I am such a little chatty Cathy, and I was sitting within at my desk right at the edge of this main thoroughfare in the office, and I just would get sucked into conversations all the time, and not unwillingly. I mean, I loved it. I was like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Don't stay too long. We're all going to be in trouble. But I didn't realize at first how much I was absorbing being in this open plan office, just being around all of this, un, again, unchecked, unintentional energy. And so I would envision before I would go to work, I would envision that I was sending the Archangel Michael before me. Obviously, you're seeing a pattern. I like to work with him. But I would send him to the office before me because I was always one of the first people to show up. And that he would basically fly around the office with his really brilliant, hot, like, you know, that blue sword. You can imagine a blue light is like the hottest part of a fire. And so I would imagine his blue sword that was just on that like hottest fire setting going around the office and just cleansing or burning off all of this residual energy. And especially around my desk and where I sat, just imagining that he was cutting all of this energy out or burning all this energy off. And I would envision him doing it like all over the office and going into the meeting rooms and going into the restrooms and the break rooms and all of that, just because it helped me go in feeling more in control of how much energy I was absorbing during the day or how much energy I was taking on during the day. I also generally, this is a me thing, but I generally Think of this like if you're in a house, a home, a building, an office, anything that has carpeting, I always think that that carpeting really holds a lot of energy as well. Um, And you can kind of think of it as, you know, if you walk across a carpet with just socked feet, that when you touch something metal, you have that little charge that comes off of you. I know that that's not how it works in physics. However, it's just a good reminder that that carpeting really absorbs a lot. It absorbs dirt, it absorbs energy, it absorbs friction, it absorbs, you know, there's all these negative ions down there. And so just especially if you have carpeting or if you're walking across carpeting all the time, um, just making sure that you vacuum that up. It's a good practice anyway, as you know. However, if you just add that intention onto it that you're also going to be clearing out any excess energy, I find that it's just helpful. I also like to talk about protecting everything that you bring into your space. So I touched on it in the beginning of the episode, but I'm going to bring it back around now where whatever you're ordering or if you have any 
gifts that come into your house or any, you know, even when you're shopping for food, just when you bring something into your home, just kind of intentionally thinking about, I clear off any energy that this may have picked up en route to my house. This is now mine. This is now belonging to me, or, you know, we're going to consume this with the highest energy vibration possible. And if it helps to kind of move your hand over it as though you're cutting cords for it, do that. But we bring so much into our energy field, into our homes without even thinking about it. And I think back to the period of 2021 and 2020, when we were so trained to wipe everything down with bleach or wipe everything down with Clorox and just make sure that you clean things that come into your home. Like what a great time for energy cleaning. What a great time for energy hygiene. Keep doing that. I mean, you don't have to be that meticulous about it, but even just envisioning it, envisioning that you're cleaning off anything that's coming into your space can be so helpful. It's so interesting too for me because I grew up Catholic, Roman Catholic, and they talked a lot about energies and picking up other people's energy and attachments and demons and all of that. And I just find it so interesting because so much of what I learned as a kid in the church around, you know, protecting yourself and making sure that you don't have an attachment or making sure that you don't have a negative entity, like overcoming your energy, it's so similar to what I'm doing now. And I'm like, you know, the church is always separating itself from all these spiritual practices. And I agree, I'm not really considering myself new age because I think there are a lot of people who are very abusive in the new age movement. There's a lot of things that I just don't agree with because I feel like people are told not to use their discernment and they're told just to blindly believe. And so I'm not saying that one's better than the other, but I'm just saying it's so interesting to me that usually like you know, when we talk about spirituality or the work that I'm doing with energy and entities and the ways that we can read the tarot and the modalities I use, that in the Catholic Church, a lot of the time they're doing the same thing. And yet they're like, oh, no, we, we don't want to be attached to that. Or like, this is that's evil. This is good. And so I'll just say that if you have a religious background, like you may already have practices for energetic hygiene that you use prayers or ways that you call in angels archangels and like I said you know I grew up with my parents my dad he still wears relics on necklaces around his neck and he wears holy medals and I received a lot of holy medals and prayer cards and you know blessings from saints saint Anne's oil you know all of these little talismans as a child and through my young adulthood and so I just find it so interesting that a lot of my practices now still draw on those same energies. I use it in a different way. I'm not using it in what I consider a very religious way, but I'm using it in a way where I see the benefit of having those connections, of having those tools that you can use. So I just want to invite you to kind of break down your own barriers about what feels good for you maybe for you I know I knew a lady a few years ago who talked about um, when she would send energy to people she would almost imagine it like the Care Bear stare if you ever watched the Care Bears back in the 80s but it was where they kind of shot the energy the rainbow colors out from their belly 
And I loved that. I was like, yes, I love the idea of using the Care Bear Stare to send love, light, good energy to other people. But I feel like, you know, if that's helpful for you, that can also be okay. And now I pull my energy back in like a Care Bear. I'm not constantly allowing others to draw off my light. So whatever feels right for you, use it. Use your tools. If you want to use smoke clearing, I know that some people like to use smoke to clear out their areas. Um, I use smoke. I use incense a lot of the time. I would just urge you to look at the efficacy and the ethics of using smoke clearing. I know a lot of people like to use white sage or palo santo, and I know that they can be used ethically, but you can look up though anything on Google. You can look up you know, white sage ethics, palo santo ethics, incense ethics. I just feel like it's helpful to see what may be out there from indigenous groups that are asking that people who are not members of those indigenous groups not use certain practices. And so I find that it's helpful that for me as, again, an energetic hygiene thing, as an energetic hygiene practice, that I look into what I'm using. I did not do that always, and so I'm not pointing a finger at anyone and being like, if you didn't without Googling, you are the worst. Like, I've made mistakes. I've used things unknowingly that potentially caused harm to other groups. And so I'm just saying, like, this isn't about pointing fingers, but it's about choosing. And maybe you read up on the ethics, and you're like, well, I still want to use it. That's your choice. Maybe you decide not to look into the ethics because that's not important to you. That's your choice. Absolutely use your sovereignty. Absolutely use your discernment. Do what feels right for you. But from my point of view, I feel like it's helpful. It's also a good energetic hygiene practice in general just to look at, okay, is what I'm doing, is what I'm using as a practice harmful or causing harm to another person? Because I definitely don't want to be engaging in that. One other thing that can be really helpful with setting energetic boundaries, if it's safe for you to light candles, I usually will light a candle before I'm doing something, a reading, a meeting, a conversation, and then at the end, I'll blow out the candle and imagine that as I see the smoke going up, that it's releasing the energy that I accumulated during that thing. If you can't use candles, this could be even, let's say you're on a laptop, that when you open the laptop or when you open the window that you're going to be in for the meeting, that that's when you're opening your energy and that when you close it, close the window, close the call, close the laptop, that you're ending it. Same thing, turning on the lights in a room as you walk in and being like, okay, I'm now here in this room and then when you walk out, I'm closing these lights, I'm turning off these lights and I'm releasing at the same time, any energy that was accumulated. Just allowing yourself to play with what works for you. Where can you add more awareness and intention to your practices? Where can you be more present with what energy you're picking up and what you're leaving behind? I had a house guest at one point who just brought, it's nobody that's listening, by the way, so everybody, whew, we're off the hook. But I had a house guest at one point who just brought a really low, negative, heavy energy into our living space. They were really rude. They talked incessantly. 
it was a lot for everyone in my family to take on because that's just not how we roll. <laughs> like we need a little bit of time, a little bit of space. Like, and when someone comes in and they're on 24 seven and very needy 24 seven, it was a lot for all of us. And so when they left, I was using smoke to clear out the house because I, you could just feel like the energy was still there. And as I lit this stick of incense, I watched myself take the lit incense and then, oops, sorry. I watched myself take the lit incense and hold the lit part of the incense and burn my hand. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I realized that I was carrying this energy of self-sabotage from this person and that it was even more vital that we move that energy out of our home, that we not have that energy in our space. But we don't even realize sometimes like what energy we're holding on to for other people or what it might be activating in us. So I just want to say that check in, especially if you have somebody in your space, check in if you notice that your own behavior is changing or if you're suddenly like, oh my gosh, why am I so stressed? Why am I so worried? Like this isn't me. Anytime you hear the phrase in your head, like, this doesn't feel like me, or I don't feel like myself, or this doesn't seem like me, that's a great time to do some energetic hygiene. That's a great reminder that you may need to just step back, pull in your energy, feel what's right for you, and then move on. It's also a great reminder to set energetic boundaries before you're going into those types of situations, you know, before you're encountering maybe the people that you had just encountered when you said that, or before you go into a space that just doesn't feel as welcoming as you might like. You can do this at any time too. So like if you're in an interaction and suddenly you're like, oh, wait a second, (laughs) I don't know about this. Just imagine that you're quick putting up like a little I just thought of like a little pup tent, you know, like a little putting up a little temporary tent around yourself and be like, okay, now I'm in this interaction. I'm protected. I can see them. They can see me, but I'm keeping my energy intact and I'm not going to let them attach to me. Do this as you need. Check in with yourself. Be aware and you'll be fine. But I just find that it's so helpful to have these little tips and tricks to think of in your tool bag So that way, like when you're meeting with people, when you're in a situation, or if you find yourself feeling overwhelmed, especially if you're an empath, but if you're, you know, if you're anybody, just making sure that you're checking in with your energy, that you're keeping your boundaries, that you're sovereign, that you're taking literally what resonates, as I said before, and leaving the rest. So I hope this is helpful. If you'd like to see a video of this recording live with none of the edits taken out, I have that in the Genius Lab. We also have the monthly tarot scopes there. We have a community. There's all kinds of resources there. We would love to have you. And if you're only there for one thing, you can pick and choose. It's priced so that way you can do that. It starts at $10 US per month. And that allows you to just kind of say, okay, I want to interact with this part of the Genius Lab or I want to interact with this part. So you're more than welcome to come for one thing and stay for the rest. So we would love to have you over there. That's pretty much the only way to work with me right now besides interacting with this podcast. I so appreciate your presence in whatever way. And I just love that this community is growing. I'm so grateful for your listening. I'm so grateful for your five-star reviews on whatever platform you're listening on. And thank you so much for being here today. Until next time. Stay grounded, stay magical, 
and stay clean. Stay with your energetic hygiene. I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Fem Genius Podcast, where intuition meets inspiration. If you enjoyed this episode and want more empowering insights, don't forget to subscribe and share your thoughts in the comments. Remember, your intuition is your superpower, and together we're unlocking its full potential. Stay curious, stay intuitive, and keep shining your unique light in the world. Until next time.